You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hello, hello. Welcome back. You are listening to the Tower Sparks podcast. I don't know if you could tell with the audio, but I did lose my voice. If you find it, um, please return it to me. I would appreciate it. You'll do a mitzvah, vashava, saveda. I would definitely appreciate it. But on that topic of losing a voice, you know, I was thinking about it. Um, you know, there's that voice inside. We have two voices inside of us, right? There's that there's that physical voice inside of us that wants us to do certain things, that wants us to look here, wants us to look there, that wants us to experience the world from a physical perspective. But then there's the other voice inside it calling at us saying, hey, remember me? I'm your neshama, that holy aspect of God that's like inside of you. Like, don't forget about me. It's these two uh, pulls, so to speak, these two voices. And I was thinking about it as pertaining to the Parsha. Rivka had inside of her two humans, right? She had Yaakov and Esav, but from her perspective, she did not know that. She just thought she had one child who's like, I don't know what's going on, wishy-washy. All of a sudden, when she's walking by the Avodas Galilim, by the churches, the baby starts, you know, the baby starts, it's the baby starts wanting to run and escape and, and, and run out. It causes her discomfort, it causes her pain. And then when she passes by these places of uh, holiness, a base Knesset, a base Medrash, a shul, a place of study, then all of a sudden the baby starts running and, and moving around and, and it pains her. And there's a physical pain, obviously, but there's there's emotional pain. What's going on? My, my child is my child wishy-washy. Can he not make up his mind? How is it? How is it possible? How can the same child that's running after uh, physical pleasures, after the avodas galilim, after the avodas zara, how could that same child be running after the base medrash, after the Torah, after holiness? What 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 is going on? Imkain, Rivka says. Lama Zeanochi, why do I even exist? Some commentaries explain, but perhaps there's another another way to understand this. That Imkain Lama Zeanochi, perhaps what Rivka was alluding to is which one which one is me, right? And and perhaps there's an allusion here to the inner battle within. There's two these two struggling forces that are contained within each and every one of us. There's the battle there's the good, there's the good part of us, there's the good inclination, the Yitzhar Hatov, and then there's the Yitzhar Hara, the evil inclination. There's the Chilek of the Nishama, and then there's the Chilek HaGuf. There's the holy aspect contained within us, and then the that's a holy aspect contained within us. And we they and both of them have different poles, one's to the left and one's to the right. But Imkain Lama Zanochi, which one is Anochi? Which one is the true I? Which one is the true me? And on a certain level, the answer is both. The answer is both. It's it, there's a synthesis. There's a combination. There's there's this connection. There's supposed to be a balance. Mida. The word mida, like midos, attributes, means measure, proper balance. Like the Rambam famously says that there's supposed to be derech uh, to find the middle ground, find a balance. There's supposed to be this balance between the guf and the neshama. There's supposed to be this merging, this synthesis. There's this combination between the two of them. You know, we do mitzvahs we, with our body. We, we we serve Hashem with our body. We need both. We need our guf to help our neshama 
get to higher levels. You think you you see oftentimes we think like, hey, our souls, our neshamas were sitting, dwelling by the kisiyakav, the throne of glory, having a blast, soaking in all of the elements of the shechina, all of that holy, all of that holiness. And why couldn't it just stay there? Why does Hashem have to put us down here into physical world? And the answer is not. Again, the answer is not so that way. That way we could work on ourselves and get to that point where we were. That is not Peshat. Why would, we go, why would Hashem go through all the trouble of sending us down to this world just to get us back to where we were? That, make, that wouldn't make any sense. It has to be, and the Mesut Sharms talks about this, it has to be the reason why we were sent down into this world is because we, on this world, adjoined with our physical selves, when we join the physical and the spiritual, and we use the physical as a catalyst to uplift the spiritual, and we use the spiritual to uplift the physical, we can actually get to a level that is greater in holiness than when we were just sitting, basking like freebies, by the throne of glory, by the Kisiyah Kavod. What an incredible concept. What an incredible idea. You know, every person is supposed to say the following. Every person, like the Mishnah Pirkeva says, Bishvili Nivra Ulam. The world was created for me. Now, that's not called gaiva. That's not called haughtiness. You know, people often think, oh, you, you think you're all that? You have gaiva. You have gaiva. Most of the issue of today's generation is not that we have too much gaiva. It's that we have too much anava. We have too much humility. You see, shunning yourself and putting yourself against the wall and saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z. No, it's... Yeah. You, when, you, when you actually take those talents and those gifts that Hashem gave you and you say, no, I'm not going to go, that is gaiva. It's real haughtiness when you don't do what you're supposed to do. It's haughtiness when, you know, when you say, no, why does Hashem need my tefillah? Why does Hashem need my davening? That's the same thing. Why does Hashem need my Torah? Why does Hashem need my studying? That's the same thing, right? But no, that is haughtiness. When a person says, no, it's beyond me. I don't need to do that. No, it's fine. Let them. That is haughtiness because you're not living your full potential. You're saying all the gifts, all the talents, the strength, the all the potential that God gave within you, you're just putting it to the side and putting on the on the stove, on the burner and saying, no, I'll come to you a bit later. And then you you come back and like what's what's going on we have to realize that we have a mission we have a we have a tachas the world was created for me that is not gaiva to say that that is not haughtiness to say that that is actually anivas because you're recognizing that you have strength you have talents you're going to bring it forth to the table you know the roshi tables the first letters of the phrase bishvili niva olam is bez nun hey which is bana bana means to build construct also in Shoresh, it means a child, it means an image like Tavnis, but it means to construct. And there's something deep going on here because each of us has the ability to construct. And I want to connect this to what the Ramban says in this week's Parsha. The Ramban says something amazing. He says, how come the Torah starts talking about, in this week's Parsha, how come the Torah starts talking about the three wells that Yitzchak dug? Like what Shaykhus, what's going on? And the Ramban says that there's something deeper, there's something loftier that's taking place with these three wells. You see, you see, what's the significance of three? So, you know, if you've ever seen a Polo Ralph Lauren shirt, oftentimes you'll see on the sleeve, maybe it'll say the number three embroidered. You're wondering, why is there a number three like that? It actually happened to me today. I saw someone with that shirt. I went over to him and asked him, why is there a number three on your Polo Ralph Lauren shirt? He had no idea. So what do you do when you don't know something? Obviously, you go to Google. You know, you go to Rabbi Google and you ask him, Rabbi Google, what is shot? What is going on in the number three embroidered on a Paul Ralph Loren shirt? 
And Rabbi Google explained to me that actually polo, which was a sport, they like kind of like golf, but like they go on horses, right? So they had different positions. And the third position, the player who wore number three, was known to be the skilled, the most experienced player. And so that's why it has the number three. But in Yiddishkeit, the number three um, has more significance than simply the most experienced and skilled polo player. The number three represents the Avos. It represents Tarvo to Gimiyaschasadim. It represents so much. But even more, it represents the three base hamikdash, the three holy temples, Bayis Rishon, Bayis Sheni, Bayis Shlishim. Says the Ramban on this week's Parsha, the three wells that Yitzchak Avinu dug correspond to the three Bate Mikdashos. They correspond to the three holy temples. The first one that he dug, which was called Asek, that refers to bias reshown. Asek is like arguments. There is these arguments, this this difference between the Gaims, the nations of the world, and the Jewish people, and ultimately they destroyed the temple. The second the second well was called Sitna, this place of harassment. Um, and there was this certain level of harassment, um, again, with the non-Jews and the Jews, that was ultimately destroyed. On a, on another level, we know the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, the Sinas Chinam. Sitna is a lashon of sinna, of hatred. Look in the Mephorshim, and they will tell you that as well. And the third one, the third Beis HaMikdash, the third well that Ya Yitzchak dug corresponds to the third Beis HaMikdash. Mir Hashem, it should be built. Lasid Lavo, but I'm not finished the podcast just yet. Bear with me. Thanks. The third well, which corresponds to the third base of Mikdash, was called Rechovos, which means we know Rechovos, like Rechovos Yushalayim, the streets of Yushalayim. If you've ever been to Eretz Yisrael on a bus, you might have heard them say, Rechov right? Like they say the street, the Jaffa Street or something like that. I'm not sure if that's actually a street, but they say Rechov something when you're on a bus stop. They say lots of things when you're on a bus. Okay, you got the point. Um, so, Basically, Rechovos, besides meaning street, it also means like Rechav, like width, expansion, expansiveness, spacious. And part of the Ramban says the allusion to that with the third base of Mikdash is that it's not going to be built, mitoch feud, or it's not going to be built, there's not going to be arguments and stuff like that. It's going to be, there's going to be this expansiveness of, um, you know, the, the Jewish people coming together, our borders will be, will, will be, um, made space, and we will come to Eretz Yisrael, Amir Tashem. But there's, I think there's another insight here. The third well was called Rechovos. Rechovos, like we said, is Rachav, wide, expansiveness. You know, David HaMelech says the following. David HaMelech says, Karasika. From the straits, Meitzar is, is small, narrow. From the straits I have called out to you, Hashem. And you know what it says after it? Anani ba You know how Hashem responds to that? You know how Hashem responded to that? Anani ba He responded in expansiveness. See, oftentimes in life, we bring ourselves to the table, but we're limiting ourselves. We're calling from a state of Meitzar. We're, we're limiting, no, I'm not that good. No, it's okay. Let them learn. Let them daven. Let them do this. Let them keep cautious. Let them keep shot. But me, I'm small. I'm going to remain small. I'm going to remain, in my view, humble. Hashem says, no, 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 no. Anani ba Be big. Be merchav. Be expansive. Be a growing person. Be great. Be a person who says, bishvilini v'ha'ulam. Be a person who says, for me, the world was created. That is not That is not humility to not say that. It's actually gaiva to not say. It. It's haughtiness when we don't live like that. 
we have to realize that we're supposed to be big. The third base Mikdash is alluded to by the phrase, by the Be'er, by the well called Rechovos, which means expansiveness. The base Mikdash, the third base Mikdash, it's in our hands to be to be built. It's in our hands. If we want it, we can build it. How do we build it? If we just believe in ourselves a little bit more, if we serve Hashem a little bit more, if we go to shul a little bit more, if we do chesed a little bit more, if we do tzedakah a little bit more, whatever it takes, we become more of an expansive individuals and growing in our avodas Hashem. That is one of the ways that we are zocha, that we can build the base hamikdash. You know, it's it's actually brought down from the the sfarim hakadoshim that. Unlike the first and second temple, which was built by man, the stones, the mortar, you name it, the third base Amikdash we know is going to be built by Hashem. But you know what it means to be built by Hashem on a certain level? This is based on the Zohar. Built by Hashem means it's a spiritual human effort as opposed to a physical human effort. It's not the physical stones and mortar that humans will lay to build a third base of Mikdash. Rather, it's the spiritual human effort. It's the mitzvos, the Torah. It's it's the mitzvos that we do, the, the, the service of Hashem that we do in the face of exile, in the face of this hard galos. When we serve Hashem in that way, we are constructing, we are building, we are bonne, we are bishvilini v'olam, we are building the base of Mikdash one stone at a time by us doing what we're supposed to be doing by us living on a higher level by us being expansive individuals we are being we are building we are constructing the third base amigdash you know that phrase bonnet base nun hey if you spell it out bimi luha base base yod tough no nun vav nun hey hey aleph it has gematria 484 which is the same as nishama and guf Right, and what's the connection is because like we were talking about in the beginning, the Shama and Guf, there's that synthesis, there's that togetherness. We do mitzvahs with our Guf and our Neshama together, and that's what lifts us up. That's what gets us to a higher level than we were Kodem coming down to this world. That's what gets us to a higher level when there's the Neshama and the Guf working together that we can build, we can be in the realm of Bana, we can be in the realm of Bishfilin Olam, we can build, we construct, and we construct not only ourselves, making us higher and getting on a higher level than we were before we came down to this world, but we are also laying down the framework, the foundation, and the construction for the third Beis HaMikdash. May it be speedily in our days. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, I urge you to please rate, please review. Uh, it really does go a long way. If you have Nucky Radio at home, we are now on the Nucky Radio. And again, thank you so much for joining us. And God willing, Amir Tashem, we will see you next week.